Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Joey Tartell and the voracious valve buster, Brian Appleby Weinberg. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation, founded by three thinking, caring, active, giving trumpet players who just want to make a difference. The World Trumpet Federation is here to serve you, the trumpeting world. In addition to being home to the Open Bell podcast and owning the best acronym in the business, the WTF is home to blogs, articles, videos, and other helpful stuff to make your life better. Stop by www.worldtrumpetfederation.com to check us out. And by the Rowan University Trumpet Studio, led by Head of Brass Dr. Brian Appleby Weinberg and Jazz Trumpeter Jonathan Barnes of the United States Navy Commodores, the Rowan University Trumpet Studio provides intense student-centered instruction that is highly individualized. The studio is typically home to 15 to 20 dedicated trumpet students from diverse backgrounds who enjoy a wide range of opportunities in brass band, wind band, jazz combos, orchestra, opera, and all things in between. Trumpet students at Rowan major in different academic programs including performance, music, business, and industry, engineering, pre-med, music education, composition, and music therapy. For more details, visit www.rowan.edu. The Rowan University Department of Music. Expect more. Achieve more. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up, couple things, and no offense. We use these segments to value, validate, and verify information that we believe is viable to vivacious trumpeters. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, warming up is brought to you by Chop Saber, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only Dan Goose Gosling. So the next time you feel the need for speedy lip recovery, <laughs> head on over to chopsaver.com and order yours today because, son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. <laughs> hey, Mav. I mean, Brian. <laughs> Wait, Brian's Mav? <laughs> no. Does that mean I'm Iceman? No, Brian. Yeah, apparently. All right. Let's see if I can do this. Did you hear that? <laughs> oh, I'm dangerous. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so um, this week on my warming up, I, I admit to you and to the six people listening, I, I might actually have a dynamic problem. Uh, oh, you mean singular or dynamics? Plural problem. Uh, that's only one dynamic. Yes, loud and loud. Loud all the time. Uh, loud. Yeah. So I'm willing to maybe admit that um, that I might have an issue. I was practicing today. I do this um, this routine that do you know Bruce Barry. Um, longtime principal trumpet player of the Chestnut Brass Company. Grammy the guy that winner. did the Gong Show. <laughs> that's Chuck Berry. Oh, Chuck no, Berry. No, that's Chuck Barris. Chuck, Chuck Barris, right? Not the guitar. Oh, gosh, you people. <laughs> Sorry to teach you everything. That's that's Bill's teenage years. I don't know wow, that stuff. I used to watch it live. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he's he played. Uh, you know, the Chestnut Brass Company. They do like the historical performance right. instrument. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When they do concerts, they like. I saw him in a concert and they open with this big fanfare and he like sounds great. And then they play like 18,000 instruments through the entire history, brass history. And then they end with some big contemporary piece. Um, and he was just, he was amazing. And so I talked to him after the concert and I was like, you know, tell me sort of about your routine. So he does, um, he believes in putting it on your face and then taking it off a long time later. So he does like number one in the Arvin book through number 50 and then takes it off his face. 
And uh, so I've been doing like number nine through number 50 in the Arvin book. And I haven't done it actually since I've done my, since the accident. Um, and I decided to do it today. And, uh, and I was also interested in the pitch. So I was watching the tonal energy thing, um, except I wasn't actually watching the pitch because there's a Hertz of meter there. Hertz meter, Hertz, decibel meter. Decibel meter, right? Oh, it, showing oh, the it, decibels. Oh, it, it hurts. hurts. Oh, it, it hurts. hurts. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and I was noticing my ears were kind of ringing too. So I'm, I'm ready to admit that maybe I don't have a monitor on the dynamic all the time, even on Cornet. And I must admit that I'm, I'm looking for that the reason I'm trying to do a lot more playing is because I want to play louder in the brass band. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, louder than you already do. Louder than I already do. So anyway, I'm just ready to admit that maybe I do have a problem. Now, uh, now you're, that's, that's obviously the first step. But the second step is, <laughs> do you actually want to do anything about it? Or are you okay with it? <laughs> Right. I, I'm I'm okay with it at the moment. <laughs> I mean, son, I think you went a little heavy with the pine tree air freshener there. <laughs> wow, you're out. You're I'm out. out. All, you're out I'm twice out tonight altogether. Yes. Wow, Brian, this is incredible. I mean, I can't wait. Now, hopefully, our little tour, our west uh, western tour, works out here in the spring to hear yeah. just how loud this is going to be. I want to hear how loud this is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. We have I'm to have him for, face the other way on stage. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to have you face backward the entire time. Yeah, uh, Joey, what do you have for us? Uh, I have well, I, I have uh, one a correction. Last week in talking about going to play with Louisville, I referred to it as the LSO, the Louisville Symphony Orchestra. It's not. Oh. It's just the LO. It's the Louisville Orchestra. Oh, so I right. said that wrong. My apologies to everybody in wow. Louisville. Um, had a great week down there, uh, <laughs> playing this crazy, crazy piece that you'll be able to hear. It's a piece. Um, a piano concerto written by their musical director and conductor, Teddy Abrams. He wrote it for Yuja Wang, piano solos, to his astounding. Uh, and during the course, uh, going into the week and all through the week, it seemed that things kept changing and kept changing. But Deutsch Grammophone came out, recorded both performances. Live performance is going to be released. Mm. So I'll let you know when you can hear it. And guess who was in attendance at the concert on Saturday night? None other than... Elvis Dan, Presley. Dan the Goose Gosling was there. No. Oh, name. wow. Dan right. was Dan's, there. Dan's, Dan's wife, Noelle, who is a lovely person, is a violinist. So at the end of the first rehearsal, I'm walking off stage and I hear, hey, Joey. And I look over and it's Noelle. I say, hey, oh. what are you doing here? She goes, oh, I subbed down here on a semi-regular basis. She was playing next door with the orchestra. Wow. And after the first rehearsal, she called Dan and said, oh, you got to come hear this. I got you a ticket. So, uh, so <laughs> Dan was down there. So, uh, you know, seeing our people all over the place, it's always good. But had a had a great week. Um, I did not know the principal trumpet before. Now, Alex Alex Schwartz, who plays principal down there, it's his third season. Terrific. He's doing a great job because uh, their third trumpet player went into quarantine, so they asked me to play um, third on Rachmaninoff 2, which, mm. by the way, it's very long. I would have paid <laughs> to hear that. Well, here's the funny part of doing this concert. So the, the piano concerto is written for C trumpet, so I'm playing the jazz-like uh, piece. So I'm playing first on mm -hmm. that. I'm playing C. But Rachmaninoff 2, the third part, has low concert ease, so you have right. to play that on B flat trumpet. So wow. I'm playing the the classical piece on B flat trumpet because I have to play low F sharps. Mm -hmm. I love it, and the yeah. jazz stuff on C trumpet, and the jazz stuff on C trumpet. Uh, so, but Alex did a great job; was a, a lovely host. And Stacy Simpson uh, was playing second right there, who's um, from Louisville, went to Louisville, and is actually I think did her masters at IU. Now here's awesome the good part too. Terrific. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. You, she knows Brian. She, yeah. They played in Evansville together right. years yeah. ago. Yeah, awesome player. So Stacy is a bit of a bourbon expert. Oh, oh nice. There She's you go. taking classes and courses and teaches and knows all the stuff. So I was saying, hey, listen, my friends tell me. She says, well, what do you need? And I said, oh. I don't know. I don't know anything. I know that I like I like some bourbons and I've tasted some whiskeys. And she goes, all right, listen, come on over. So uh, she basically gave me a bourbon lesson, Fantastic. which involved tasting, uh, and then sent me home with a bottle. It's like, oh, you like this? Oh, this is a good one. Here, yeah, take this. I'm like, I'm not. Good. No, it's fine, fine, fine. So she was a could not have been a better host, uh, and a great, great, great hang. No offense to you personally, yeah, Brian. Brian. Sound like a thing. Yeah. Uh, right. And and yeah, and she plays great. So uh, very good week all around down there in Louisville with the Louisville Orchestra. Go check them out. They uh, they play great. They do good work. I wonder how harshly you are being judged for playing B flat on the Rachmaninoff. I had to. It has low sharps. <laughs> I don't know. I'll bet there are people looking at you. What, and C how trumpet would, on what the would jazz you do? Thing. Huh? What would you do? You have to play. You have to play. Of, of course you do. I'm not saying it was wrong. I'm just wondering how many people were judging you. And then you play C trumpet on the jazz thing. I was written for C trumpet, and the way it lays, ooh, yeah. It, there's a solo in the middle of this thing that I've shown you guys. It's crazy. Yeah, no, we saw it. It's crazy. I'm just saying, you know, you have an image to uphold, and do I? You know, well, I think so. <laughs> You're trumpet famous. Uh, no. You're TikTok trending. You're trumpet famous. <laughs> That's right, and, totally. Uh, and I hear you're big in Louisville. Huge in Louisville. Huge. huge. Oh, huge I mean, to, in Louisville. To be fair, huge pretty much anywhere you go. Well, but there's in, that but, part. In, but in Louisville. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, that, Phil, that, what, what, that, get us out of here. What do you have Sounds like a tonight? great weekend. Great weekend. It well, was a great um, week. So uh, I, I just want to say, uh, the, use this platform to say, you know, the NTC auditions are done. Students have submitted all their stuff. And because... Um, I have the privilege of kind of putting all the judges in place for NTC, both preliminary and the, and the semis, the live rounds and all that. For, the, for those who may not know, NTC, National Trumpet Competition, just go. so you know, NTC. <clears throat> and, uh, and so I thought I would just say, by the time this episode drops next week, I think the announcements will be made. So congratulations to everyone who advanced to the quarterfinal yeah, and semifinal absolutely. rounds. Uh, we are, and NTC, we're still planning to be live in person uh, at the University of Delaware. Go Blue Hens. Um, there it is. <laughs> And uh, and so that that's all really cool. But I also wanted to give a shout out to our preliminary judges because I put together these panels of really great folks. You're who, welcome. Who and you guys were part of that. Um, who gave <laughs> up their time to to sift through many many recordings, many recordings, many recordings yes. to get us narrowed down to the those that would advance. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to again use the platform to say hey, thank you to everybody because it's. And, uh, and- and here's the thing. It, it, when you're thinking about National Trumpet Competition, which is uh, last week of March, right? Um, yeah, in the beginning of April, yeah. Yeah, yeah in, at the University of Delaware. Even if you're not entered, if you have not entered, it's still worth going for these mm-hmm. amazing reasons. One, you can watch all of the uh, the competitors because it's all open, yep. right? You can go check it all out. Absolutely. Two, there are all kinds of exhibits there. So we've often talked about a place where can you really try out, try mm-hmm. stuff out. There is a place you can go try stuff out. Yeah. And yeah. plus, and again, no offense to you personally, Brian, it's a great hang. Totally a great hang. <laughs> great hang. And I've learned that, you know, our friend Chris Cromer, who yes, has a you know, minor, a minor tune-up. tune-up. So I don't know if you've been watching this on the socials or not, but Chris has a van now. He's got a mobile cleaning and repair deal going, and he's going to be there. He's going to have the mobile unit. Oh, yeah, he's right in the NTC. neighborhood. He's right there. 
Right, but he's so, going to be driving this new yeah, thing up if there. If you need to get nice. your horns cleaned, fixed, everything, just go yeah. see Chris, and he will do a great job. Chris, Chris is awesome. Is awesome. Yeah, yeah. he really is. So anyway, I just wanted to say the NTC stuff is up and running. Announcements will be made probably by the time this drops. So congrats to everybody. And thanks to our judges who always who do this. No one's paid you know, to work NTC. It's all volunteer stuff, which is an impressive thing when you think about the amount of people who are involved with it. So pretty Absolutely. cool. Absolutely. No, it's, pretty a cool. Great, it, it's a great setup. You know, I, I only knew I was sending students to it when I first got to IU and it was around 2012, maybe mm -hmm. they mm -hmm. said, hey, come out and be a soloist with this. Yeah. And then. Uh, and yeah. then, Oh, as long as you're here, would you mind doing like a warm up class? And, right. And I've been back every every year. Like, hey, the class is good that you did. It's still up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's on. That's and right. Those people put it on YouTube. That has like yeah. 80,000 views. Yeah. I mean, it's no TikTok. <laughs> and and even it's longer than 30 seconds yeah, it's an hour even, even years when you couldn't do your class you know other people did so that was nice um oh my God. i just like the comparison in in watching your class back to back with a different class that you're playing immediately and talking and playing and talking and playing and people well, are this involved. is the part i found and then then the other the other class i watched the clock's like 30 minutes, not a note yet. Yeah. I didn't know this because uh, the year they asked, the, hey, you're going to be here. Would you do a warm-up class? And I thought, yeah, I'd be happy to. Great. So I get there and, uh, all right, get your horns out. Here's what we're going to do. Here's my concept. Let's play. And somebody said, so uh, what, are you, what are you doing? I'm like, well, we're going to play. Right. You mean everybody? It's, well, it's a warm-up warm, warm class. Warm -up. Right. I didn't know that there were, <laughs> in, in my head, there was nothing else to do. And I guess I am up until that point might have been a little unusual in actually having everyone play in a warm-up class at the first, which was the first thing in the morning. And I thought, what else would you do? Right. Which I found kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, boys, time to move on. Um, it's our 70th episode. Can you believe yes, it? I do. Wasted 70. a lot of time with you idiots. We, yeah. <laughs> These are hours you're never getting back. Never. Yeah. Uh, at any that's, rate, LXX and Roman numerals. If oh, there checking. we go. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So because it's our lax episode, um, I thought it would be time to bring back a round of Joey Jeopardy. Uh oh, yes. Uh -oh. Perfect. Uh -oh. I, I got to get my buzzer. And we're off. Get your buzzers ready. Uh -oh. And I'm going to tell you what the categories are. Wait, I think I you're going to write that down too. Hold I think on, you're going to enjoy that. these a lot. I'm oh, going to I test your buzzers. Everyone, you know, let's cool? See. Let's see. There's Joey. Brian. I can't find my buzzer. Of course you can't. <laughs> you just have to make a noise. All right. Category one. Okay. Leaving chance to the wind. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> That's my my. Wow. <laughs> All right. Category number two. My cousin Vinny. Okay. Number three. So, sorry, leaving chance to the wind, by the way, is questions about breathing. <laughs> okay, just, <laughs> just not to about, be clear. It's not about John Barnes' chance? No. Okay. No. My cousin Vinny, these are going to be questions about everyone's favorite trumpet teacher, Vince DiMartino. Oh, they were getting somewhere. All right. Yeah. Uh, third uh, category, Haiku Tukutu is back. Uh, these are going to be haiku about famous trumpeters. Not about uh, haiku about triple tonguing? No. Okay. No. Uh, double tongue and a half. Uh, nice guy <laughs> currently finishing last is the fourth category. These That's are all questions. About Brian? These are questions about people named Brian. <laughs> Fantastic. And finally, our last 
category duets. So before uh, and after. Combining names of famous people <laughs> called duets. So oh, yeah, before and after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, Joey, I'm pretty sure you won the last round. At least you think you did. I definitely so, think uh, I did. Are you sure? <laughs> no. Come on. I'm just claiming. I'm I, claiming victory so long ago is, we have no idea. This is when I wish we would just post the videos because what I see, just for our listeners, is just Brian just sitting there waiting. Joey has got his phone at the microphone. Yeah. And he's ready. I'm ready to go. He's ready at the pink microphone. He's ready. He's Joe. Love Jeopardy. All right, uh, Joey, where are we starting? I think we're going to start with my cousin Vinny for 100. My cousin Vinny for 100. <laughs> After an impressive career teaching at the University of Kentucky, Vince built a trumpet program at this smaller school in Kentucky. Joey. What is Center College? That is correct for 100. Very good. All right, Joey, let's, where are we going Let's stay next? with my cousin Vinny for two. Outstanding. Vince played for this great jazz vibraphonist. Was Joey? that me? Yeah. Who's Lionel Hampton? Lionel Hampton is right. Joey knows all things Vince. Let's stay yes, with, he uh, does. Let's stay with my cousin Vinny for three. My cousin Vizzy. Vinny for 300. Vince collaborated with this fellow Eastman student, and it wasn't make-believe. That could be two. It's Joey. Uh, that, now, do you mean, uh, do they both count? Uh, I think you're overthinking <laughs> what this is Chuck as usual. Right. Yeah. Well, it could also be Jeff Tysick, who, who is yeah. also there. Who is also there. Right, but it's okay. not. Lord. All right, we'll say with my cousin Vinny for four. <clears throat> Great. My cousin Vinny for 400. Mr. Mumbles himself was in front of this band when Vince was on the... Joey. Who's Clark Terry? Clark Terry. And, Brian, uh, you can at least look like you're trying. Wow, this is going too fast. My cousin Vinny for five, please. There it is. For 500. The end. Vince maintains a strong connection with this music program and spends time in the summers contributing to its success. Joey. What is interlocking? Yes. Yeah. What Up there in lock in the summers. Yeah. That's right. Oh, he's great. He's the man. <clears throat> Actually, I, oh, when I the, the summer I did the short tour with Canadian Brass, we played at Interlock, and I didn't know Vince was there. Mm. I walked back at intermission to a text, oh, right. like, which was, "What are you doing up there?" <laughs> 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 so afterwards, he had not met at that time because uh, the other three trumpets. Uh, it was when Brandon uh, Ridnour and. And Joe Bergstaller were the regulars, and the other extra, mm -hmm. aside from me, was Ryan Anthony. Oh. <laughs> extra, right? Wow. And he had not met those guys. Yeah. So, I, so right. I said to them, we're back in the dressing room, I said, hey, you guys know Vince Martino, And they're like, I mean, obviously we know who he is. And I'm like, he's here. He wants to go hang afterwards. And he took us out. He took us all out afterwards. It was wow. great. I got, But I got to introduce those people, which was very, very cool. Wow. All right, well, um, Joe, you ran the table there with my cousin Vinny. Where do you want to go next? I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. Let's go... Uh, Let's go. I want to hear some haikus. Haiku tuku two. Haiku tuku two for a hundred. L.A. <laughs> trumpet man. Back row politics convene, even when cloudy. Is that me? Who's Wayne yes, Bergeron? Joey Wayne Bergeron. Yeah. All right. Haiku tuku two for haiku. two. Oh my God. Tuku two for two hundred. <laughs> Was born in Quebec. Stan Kenton loved his high notes. Joey called him the boss. Joey. Who's, who's Maynard? Walter Maynard Ferguson. Walter Maynard Ferguson. There it is. Haiku Tuku two for three. 300. 25 years old. Claimed by the Pennsylvania Turnpike. I remember him. Who is Clifford Brown? That's right. Uh, I should have said, by the way, just to be clear, PA Turnpike for those at home counting syllables. 
Yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Claimed by the PA Turnpike. Uh, Haiku Tuku 2 for 4. There it is. I just impressive. like hearing him say it. <laughs> I like saying it. <laughs> Sounds like an angel brought life to the Big Apple, a peach of a guy. Say that again. Oh. Sounds like an angel Stumped. brought Sounds life like to the angel. Big Apple, a peach of a guy. Oh! Brian? Oh, crap. Who is who is Phil Smith? Who is Phil Smith? There yes. it is. There That's it is. good. All right. Well, all right Brian, yeah. where are we going now? Okay, like, finish finish the category. Haiku Tukatu for 500. Composer father, his cadenzas are a fright. Anton rolls in his grave. <laughs> Brian? Who is Papa Haydn? No. Composer father, his cadenzas are a fright. Anton rolls in his grave. His cadenzas are a... That's the key, have... Joey. You're on the key. You're on no the key. No idea. Uh, Marcus Stockhausen. Oh, Stockhausen. Yes, of course. Oh. Yeah. I was st stuck when nice. those Haydn Hummel days. Haydn with the yes. crazy cadenzas. The... Yes. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. It's still on you, Brian. You have the oh, it correct is. answer. Yeah. Oh, Nice guy currently finishing last for 100. Damn it. This is the category I was afraid of. All right. He's man's best friend on this very popular animated show with a great soundtrack. Joey? What is the family guy? Yeah, that's what Yeah, that's is. right. Yeah, it's Brian Griffin. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Brian Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Uh, let's get away from this and let's go leave chance <laughs> to the wind for one. Le oh, that's a way better choice. <laughs> Leaving chance to the wind leave. for a hundred. I always leave chance to the wind. This master teacher spent his career behind the tuba, but is best known for teaching wind and song. Who is Arnold Jacobs? Arnold Jacobs. Yeah. Let's leave chance one. to the wind for two. I love it. For those who wish to spend a lot of time on breathing, Sam Palafian and Eric Sheridan developed this system. Joey. What is the breathing gym? What is yep. the breathing gym? Right. All right. Let's go. Oh. Let's go with uh, leave chance of the win for three. For three hundred, Brian is still practicing his buzzer. Um, you could use a bread bag and cardboard tube to save money, or you could go all in for the monogrammed edition. <laughs> what is the breathing bag? What is the breathing bag? Yes. <laughs> what is? Le let's leave chance to the win for four. I thought you were going to call that something else. <laughs> I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be in the outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> and on the editing room floor. Um, leaving chance to the win for 400. I always think of them on the 21st night of September. Who is Earth, Wind, and Fire? Right. Yeah. Beautiful. Wow. Well done. Yeah. Wind, Earth, Wind, wind and fire. And yeah, fire. That's pretty obvious, yeah. Yeah, let's leave chance to the win for five. You know, I just, this is a quick aside. I was born Amazing. on the 21st night of September. Do you remember? No. The 21st of September? Right. I was born. I'm just All saying. Right. I think it's really cool. Yeah. All right. Leaving chance to the wind for 500. You won't need your trumpet to do this if Kelly McGillis and Tom Cruise are on the scene. If you won't need your You won't trumpet. need your trumpet to do this if Kelly McGillis and Tom Cruise are on the scene. I mean, it's a... Top Gun awesome. reference. I got a Top Gun reference all I, over the place. It's yeah. top, I don't know what it is. Kind of though. wove it in there. Yeah. I don't know Kelly what the answer is. Nope. Got me. There's nothing. Oh, man. Nothing. Take my breath away. Oh. oh. 
Oh, that's terrible. I, I'm now more than a little angry at you. A bunch of people just threw their phones. Yeah, yes. I think people, a bunch of people just hit unsubscribe. That's yeah. what just happened. Wow, that's really, oh, that's shameful. All right, let, let's go find some nice guys on uh, oh. for two. All right, for 200, nice guys currently finishing last. Uh, whether you're on the upside or making meth in an RV in the desert, he's your guy. Oh, that's a tie. Oh, come on. I'm first there. All right, who's, go ahead, who's Brian. Brian. Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston. Oh, it is yeah. Brian Cranston. You know, there's no way you can win from here yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can win from here. Uh, for 300. The Detroit Lions of this podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, they finished strong. That's all right. We tied them. It made me think about that. Uh, okay. Nice guy finishing last. For 300. This British rocker can be heard shredding over a band named for royalty. British rocker shredding British royalty. I don't know. No, guys aren't putting no. British rock. Brian, thought no. I'd throw you a bone here. No. I, yeah, I'm, so I'm it's not. it's Brian May, lead guitar queen. Oh, queen. Oh, I was trying to find the band. Sure. I know. I was I looking for an actual band, royalty, not for just a title. That's my yeah. fault. There you go. Well, at wow. least you didn't overthink it. Okay. For, for 400. <laughs> <laughs> Nice guy currently finishing last for 400. Why did you do that? He may not have been the first lead singer yes. for ACDC, but he eventually did get the gig. Oh my gosh. Why are we talking about rockers? Because <laughs> no, we have fans no, that love no this. Chance. They love this. I do not know this person's <laughs> okay. name. Brian Johnson. Who is somebody who's not been in my kitchen? Who has three people who have not been in my kitchen? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's Brian Johnson. That's okay. okay. All right. You want to keep going? <laughs> That's on Brian. It's still his. Oh, uh, Brian, it's still your thing. It's your honor. All right. And for for five, (laughs) you are out. And for 500. (laughs) So out. This middle linebacker from the second city was a man among men until Jerome Bettis made him look like a child. Who is Brian Erlocker? That is correct. See? You are are rangy. That's good. All right. Let's go to before and after for one. All right. Duets for 100. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Okay. The Chattanooga Choo Choo takes a detour through Waco, Texas to pick up a jazz trumpet player. Holy, oh, I just I just got geographic uh, whiplash. <laughs> what whiplash? The Chattanooga Choo exactly. Choo uh-huh. takes a detour through Waco, Texas, if you were paying attention to the podcast over the last few weeks, to pick up a jazz trumpet player. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh... Ch- um, Chattanooga Choo Choo. That's mm-hmm. Chattanooga. Something uh, is it? Something uh, Roy, right? <laughs> no, I don't have it. Brian, you got it. <laughs> You're gonna kick. Of course not. Are you kidding You're me? Kick yourself so hard. <laughs> what is it, Roy? What's the? <laughs> this is the easy question. This is... Still so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. I just can't give it to us. Drop. <laughs> Pardon me, Roy Hargrove. Oh, see, oh, wow. Pardon me, Roy is not okay. <laughs> that's not okay. You're now fired. No, that's yeah, perfect. you're you're just right out. Oh, so wow. Happy. Okay, right, duets for two hundred. Watershed jazz album covered by another trumpeter with a colorful name. And James, oh, Doctor James uh, Moore is screaming right now. Yes, he is. This would be what is kind of Blue Mitchell. Yes, well Very done. Nice. Well done. All right, let's go before and after for three. Duets for 300. <laughs> <laughs> I 
A tribute to a great jazz trumpeter meets a story about an oversized canine. <laughs> what is I remember Clifford the Big Red Dog? Yes. Wow, that is amazing. <laughs> well done. Okay, let's go with uh, let's go with before and after for four. I got to credit son Elliot with that one. Oh, I, do. I gotta get my little footnote. That's there. my boy. Little footnote. All right, duets for four hundred. Before and after. Great band, le- great band leader and trumpeter meets Andy Dufresne during one of his life sentences. Meets Andy. Okay, so meets Andy Dufresne. <laughs> I, 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 Phil is so happy. I'm super proud of this one, actually. Yeah. Hold on. <clears throat> great, you said great. Great band leader band and leader. trumpeter. Great band leader and trumpet player. Meets Andy Dufresne during one of his life sentences. Oh, oh wait, he's not a trumpet player. So cool. The band leader's a trumpet player? Or no? I think so. Band leader and trumpeter. Because I have I have I have who is Artie Shawshank Redemption. No. But Artie that would be good. That would but be great. Artie, Artie but Shaw's it's not wrong. a trumpet player. No. That's pretty good though, right? However That's very impressive, Joe. What do you got? Woody Shawshank Redemption. Oh, I don't think of him as a, a small group. Woody Shawshank. I was thinking big band. I was in big bands. I was in big yeah. band land. I just said, yeah, I said great band leader. No, you, yeah. that you're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's my fold. All right. Wow. Well, let's finish it off. I want to make that a ringtone. I'm going to excerpt one. that out. Yeah. Just Joey's voice going, you're right. <laughs> Hang on. I got it's going to be Joey, Joey's ringtone. It's going to be my alarm. You're right. <laughs> well, all right. Let's finish it off. Let's right. go before Duets. and after for five. Duets for 500. Um, New Orleans jazz trumpet player travels to Indianapolis but retires in Denver. Oh, hold on a second. Never retires in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> just smoke coming out of his ears. <laughs> you can hear the gears travels, creaking. You said travels to Indianapolis? Yes. Yeah, travels to Indianapolis but retires in Denver from New Orleans. New Orleans, Indy, Denver is what you're saying. Yeah, I think you're overthinking that part about it but yeah isn't that the clue well it's kind of the clue but i'm saying not the direct like you're trying to pinpoint it on a map that helps me visualize <laughs> are you saying you're a visual learner <laughs> i'm saying that's not a thing <laughs> <laughs> brian you have any idea what he's talking about of here? course not are you kidding me are you kidding me you too no. nothing come on this is a oh, difficult gosh. New Orleans jazz trumpet player. If Dr. Moore was here, he would get it. New Orleans jazz trumpet player. Louis Armstrong. Don't overthink. No. You might have to, might overthink it a little bit. What? <laughs> you're saying Louis Armstrong's not the definitive no, New Orleans trumpet he, player? He is. I'm uh, just saying. What in Marcellus? When, when I say Indianapolis and Denver, <laughs> what do you think of? Uh, Al Hood. <laughs> I think Denver. <laughs> Indianapolis and Denver? I don't think a lot of those things go together. What goes oh, together? I feel so disappointed in this now. Yeah. I'm totally disappointed in you right now. I'm just <laughs> yeah. going to give you the answer. Okay. Okay. Nicholas Peyton Manning. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. What does Nicholas Peyton have to do with Indianapolis? He doesn't, but Peyton Manning does. Oh, that's the change. He's the New Orleans yeah. part, and then the Indy, Indy to Denver. So is the we Peyton went Manning trumpet part. football, football. Yes. No, we went trumpet football. Football. Indianapolis, Denver. Those are both football. Peyton, right, but Nicholas Payton, Peyton yeah. Manning, that no, links it up. Yeah, they spell I mean. Peyton differently, though. Well, we're just saying we're not <laughs> spelling. Again. Yeah, we folded on that. 
That's why Joey folded because the names are spelled differently. No, I folded because I was thinking of all trumpet. Way to kill the anniversary edition of Joey yeah. Jeopardy. No, it went exactly how well, it was supposed I to go. I, I think, think I right. still did pretty well if you look at the scorecard so, here. Gunked. And Brian, good news gunked. is your your phone battery didn't take a hit on that. No, I'm you're fine. Be, you won't It'll need to last charge. till next week. You won't need to charge until tomorrow sometime. No, no all problem. Right. All right, boys, time for a couple of things. Hopefully, we all remain grateful for those landmark experiences we've had in our careers. Today's episode, titled Playing Favorites, Recalling Our Most Memorable and Meaningful Meaningful Performances, is intended to give us a chance to talk about some of those great performances that we've been part of, where we've, you know, that had a pot of positive impact on our careers and even our lives. So we each brought some experiences. You call that a career? Uh, each brought some experiences in hopes of encouraging you, our loyal listeners, to do some reflecting on your own. Maybe, you know, you might even send them to us here at the Open Bell so that we can share in your great memories. So, Brian, why don't How you many us- bell- how many bells have to ding for each one of these? Oh man. <laughs> yeah. There's right. going to be some, there might be a little bit of dinging. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, so my first one is, uh, and I'm, I guess this is for me, it's chronological order um, in honor of Joey. Um, I appreciate that. And, Mine are uh, also in chronological order. <laughs> <laughs> of course they are. Um, so the, the first performance, I mean, there's a lot, lots that I, that I, um, I could have gone with, but this one particular performance, this is um, my first time performing Mahler's Fifth Symphony. Um, I was at Oberlin and um, we were doing, um, we're doing the concert. We did auditions for the chair, of course. Um, and the section was um, three music ed majors and two performance majors, um, which was kind of cool. Um, and uh, it was conducted by Bob Spano. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah. So um, it was really cool. The third time he came on stage, because um, the place was just went unhinged at the end of the end of the concert, Mike Mayhew, who's who's uh, was, I think, assistant principal horn in in Cleveland. Uh, he may have moved, he, but he, I think he's been playing that chair for a while. He was playing principal horn in the in the orchestra at Oberlin then. Um, Damian Austin, who um, is in the Met Orchestra, was playing in the trombone section. Um, it was a great experience um, and so much fun. But uh, Spanhoek came out the third time. I mean, there were people standing and clapping and pounding on the seats and so loud. Uh, he just came out and he just held up the score. <laughs> the place came unhinged. <laughs> so it was uh, it was being able to, <laughs> yeah, it was it was just an amazing time. Um, and after the concert, my my grandparents were there. My parents were there, and Sarah was there. Um, and she met my um, my grandparents for I think for the first time. And, uh, and she walked, she said, goodnight, walked away. And my, uh, my grandmother turned to me and she said, well, you should marry her. She's the best one yet. <laughs> and that's why she always yeah. listened to your grandmother. Right that's there. right. There yeah. It is. yeah. 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 Oh my. All right. So let me ask. Okay. So how, how long did you guys get to rehearse that? Cause school groups often there's like, there's a lot involved there. Like was Spano there for a couple of weeks? Oh yeah. Yes. No. Spano was the conductor of the orchestra then. Okay. He was at Oberlin all the time. We did all our shows shows with him uh, for those couple of years. He did the audition when we all came into you know. To so audition. do you remember like how long you guys had to put that we all together? We had. I bet we had a month. Yeah. I bet, yeah. I bet we had about a month. Um, and of course, everybody knew. I mean, everybody knew all the excerpts, and we'd listen to it. You know, 
endlessly. We sat, I do remember um, sitting for a couple hours in the brass section. We all got a room together um, in the conservatory. We sat down, um, there were like five scores and we all had our parts and we played through everything, all the big hits. Um, but we also um, wrote in, if you had the third, if you had the fifth, we were like, just for intonation, we were writing in our parts um, for all the chorales. It was, uh, people were pretty involved. It was pretty intense mm. and fun, of course. Yeah. First right, time so you get to play that piece. On, on the opening, you single tongue or do you triple tongue? What do you do? I single tongued. Yeah, I had a fast single tongue then, which yeah. I lost in doing my doctorate, and I have back now, so I would single tongue it now. Yeah. Again. I don't understand. <laughs> we've lost. We've lost Bill. Hello. No, that's thing he doesn't on? tongue, very tongue cool. that opening. That's very <laughs> cool. That. Yeah, and Spano didn't conduct it. He just came out, took his bow, turned around, looked at me, and then we just you went. get. Then you just get to go. Yeah, just and, get and to knowing, go. That's knowing cool. because he had worked with Brian, he just instead of cueing, he just gave him the napalm, <laughs> <laughs> and then nodded to start. Yeah. Just a reminder. Just, and just left that hand up yeah. there. Don't hurt the children, Brian. Don't play all too about loud. The children. That's Horn right. players are in front of you. Don't hurt anyone. So I'm curious, because maybe this will be a theme that runs through these, because um, I'm always curious to know, that was something really special, obviously, and the audience reaction was great. Noting. Did yeah. you know when it was happening that it was? Oh, yeah. So there were, there were moments when um, I got goosebumps in the performance. You're not supposed to be, you know, doing the performance for you. You're supposed to be doing it for the audience. But yeah, I definitely got goosebumps um, in the adagio. Um, the rehearsal cycle was interesting. When we did the, the scherzo, Spano definitely had a tempo he wanted to go. Mm. And the orchestra definitely had a different tempo in mind. You know, all these <laughs> undergraduates. And we like went through a, a probably 40 minutes of a rehearsal just fighting about it. And he finally stopped and he goes, okay, uh, we can't fight about this let's mm. just play it a few times like two or three times and we'll figure out what works for us Gravitate, and he was yeah. he was willing to to give us that space for undergraduates i thought that was very cool of yeah. him to do that's really cool yeah because i think sometimes you know these go by and you look back and realize what it was but there's other times when it's you're in the moment going okay this is cool <laughs> like this is this is pretty cool yeah it was i mean it was thrilling that's great to do that yeah very good. Uh, what horn were you playing? I was playing a C trumpet that had been modified by um, Wayne Tanabe. Bach. Oh, a, Bach, a Bach. Yeah. Bach nice. 229. Yep. And it oh, had, no. uh, he had, um, I was playing a stork mouthpiece, but Wayne had. Um, had not a wick three. Not, not a wick three. <laughs> he didn't have the adapter yet. <laughs> oh, God, I cannot believe you said that. <laughs> Thank you very much. Don't. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh. Oh yeah, we're God. all playing. I'll play box in this section. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Wayne had made it a tunable bell. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. cool. 229A, 229H. H. Mm. Yeah, generally the 239 goes with the A. Yeah. I like that. 25H. I don't like the H. Dude cannot abide. That's why wow. they make more than one horn. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's yeah. right. All right, Joey, what's your uh what's your first one? Well, that was so serious. Now mine's going to sound even sillier than it is, um, <laughs> and 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 it's a it's a little silly. So it's good. Here's I, I decided to go with things that were memorable. That if you had found me at one point and said, "Eventually, you're going to play this," I would not have believed you. Oh, so the first one, the first one of those, I was 16 years old, so I was a junior in high school, and my teacher called and said, "I need you to go downtown." He had a, an injury, so he had to. Mm. I essentially he needed me to go sub for him on a gig. 
So wow. I'd done I'd done some church things. I did some other stuff, but this might be the first kind of thing where I'm like, I'm with professionals doing like professional things. <laughs> and the gig was Smurfs on Ice. Oh my oh, gosh, fantastic. No so I go downtown. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and get to play things like And like Gargamel's theme. You know, it's one of those things I was like, I'm, I'm playing Smurfs. Like, I'm playing the Smurf music. This is the Big coolest time. thing that has ever happened. And you're getting paid. <laughs> That's fantastic. Right. And I got paid for it. So, But it's like that. That uh, So it was a couple of things happening at the same time. That I'm a professional and I'm doing mm-hmm. stuff that is so much fun, <laughs> you know, and... Mm. I watched the Smurfs on, you know, on Saturday morning. This is so cool. So all of those things all wow. wrapped up into one. I was like, this is amazing. I've arrived. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm 16 going, yeah, I pretty much made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all downhill from here, and boys. It pretty much was. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I peaked very early. <laughs> you don't want to peak too soon. But, but like the, when you're, the question you're asking is one of those things I thought about. Well, in that moment, I was thinking, this is so cool. It's yes. <laughs> just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're around a lot of, you know, professionals who kind of do this kind of stuff. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we're doing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going, I don't think you guys understand. We're playing Smurfs on Ice. Right. Come on. <laughs> this is the best thing that could ever happen. How are the costumes? Oh, well, they were great because they're big, giant things and they skate. You know, yeah, they were literally right, yeah. for those. These kind of things don't exist. The same thing. Oh, there's still Disney on ice that goes out. Oddly yeah, enough, I mm-hmm. record for that on a regular basis now, too, because <laughs> they don't pick up people. But those shows b- back in those days would pick up local musicians. And they were like yeah. voice. There were voiceover tracks with mm-hmm. a live orchestra or live band. Now, yeah. most of those things are completely pre-recorded. But uh, yeah, but seeing like you know Smurfette in this you know this giant skating <laughs> costume was just right. hysterical and fun, doing crazy stunts and yeah. flips and yeah, no, oh, it's amazing. Yeah. No, it was, it was very great. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bill, so well, I know I know that's after Mahler Five might be a little silly, but really it hard. really it really did mean something at the time. <laughs> Bill, no, what's what's your first one? I think it's more difficult for me to follow the Smurfs than the Smurfs to follow Mahler Five. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I, I'm going to go back to a grad school experience at North Texas with the Wind Symphony. Um, my last year there, we played, uh, we're accepted to play at TMEA. Now, that's the never... Texas Music Educators that's Association right. Convention. Which is Big, the that's a huge deal. largest thing. I grew up thinking that's what all the states must do because I was from Texas. <laughs> that would be a mistake. Yes. It was. I was very, very wrong. You were that's, very, yeah, it's very enormous. wrong. It's enormous. It's so yeah. great. It's a great yeah. convention. So, um, so it was kind of a, a kind of a big deal. But what uh, what Mr. Corporon did that year, Mr. Fisher, was to put the top two bands together, the Wind Symphony and the Symphonic Band, to make this massive kind of symphony band, and did a variety of things. Eric Whitaker's Ghost Train, and we did the Shostakovich Prelude and the folk dances, and it was it was an amazing thing. But we got to play at TMEA, and it was we toured our way there. We went to Houston first, and then we went out to San Antonio for the conference. A huge hall packed with people yeah and it was five thousand people or something 4, i mean it was just massive and the band played it was just one of those times when you knew like it was just electric it was an elevated experience for the band a band that played really well was playing even better it was just crazy like to be part of that um and we played the shostakovich folk dances right right last note and and in the silence that just that moment 
before the crowd just erupted in applause and jumped to their feet after we played that. And that just note rang off in the very end. And one single voice from the back of the hall yells, Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you know you're the in Texas. <laughs> that's how you know you're in Texas. That's great. But aside from that, that moment was pretty crazy. I mean, we were, it was just hilarious that that happened. But it was one of those times when, you know, there was another gear there that we even hadn't, had not experienced in. Yeah in as much as we had played and performed the program and all that, but just that audience feeding off band, feeding off audience, and it was electric, and it was a great, great performance. We did so the- uh, how big was the band? It was like 80 players or something? Yeah, it was a massive band. We did the Symphonic Metamorphosis, oh, the entire oh thing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Big band that played like a Ferrari. Yeah, it must have been amazing. UPS truck that handled like a Ferrari. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yep. very cool. It's good stuff. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. But but yes, and to answer my own question, everybody knew. It, right. Like, yeah. You, just, you walk you just off stage knew. and you just knew. You, you knew. Like you knew in the moment. You're looking around, going, "Wow," you know. <laughs> so it was pretty crazy. All right, Brian. Round right. two. Lead us off. Okay, round two. Also, also, um, also a serious one. So um, the brass band I play in Atlantic Brass Band um, in 2000. I want to say like three or four, 2004, maybe we were, uh, we did a tour of Italy um, and we did, so we did like 10 days, we took the band over um, and we were staying at a place up in the mountains, just outside of Rome, about an hour outside of Rome. Um, and we were staying at a monastery and there were only three, three monks at the monastery and their staff. Um, and the monastery had obviously a beautiful chapel and we were rehearsing at one place um, during the day and we were doing run out concerts. You know, we did, a, you know, almost every night we were doing a concert. Um, I think we had a couple of days off one day in Rome and um, we played um, at the, at the, the Pantheon, Pantheon in Rome. And um, it was just a great experience to be there and playing. And um, we were in rehearsal um, one day just in the middle of the day and sal came the conductor came and said hey we can do we can walk into the into the chapel and we can play a tune would you guys like to play amazing grace in the chapel there's this you know marble everywhere mm -hmm. and it was dark because there's nobody in there and the band just um, we all sort of filed in with our stands and we just did this in a in a round circle and um and we played amazing grace and it was just one of those moments that like you were talking about bill everybody knew mm -hmm. actually there were a bunch of people a bunch of my students were actually crying at the end they had no idea what had happened um they were just sort of overcome and we played the piece the the brass band arrangement it was spectacular and just one of those you know spine tingling moments um that i'll just i'll just always remember and i think those students will uh, as well that's great yeah yeah, sometimes it's the venue, right? It's the combination yeah. of all those things. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Wow. So, so the place was virtually empty. It's empty. Just the twenty-eight brass it players. Was just you. It was just, just you. Us. It was just you there. Yep. Oh, I really like yeah. that. I really like that a lot. And it was a big space, and it was you know so much reverberation at the end, and we just like everybody just held still. Yeah, people were literally tears running down their faces. It was cool. Yeah, yeah very cool. Yeah, great moment. Yeah, like where you, it didn't matter that anyone else was there, right? right that's right. Yeah, 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 just for us. Yeah. 
You reminds you reminded me when you were talking about that when we were in England with Trombomundi. No offense, Joey. Um, <laughs> Joey was doing something else then. But remember, we, I was we unavoidably detained. Yes, you were. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we played at Chet's, the music school in Manchester. Oh yeah, and they had that chapel. Remember? Oh, right. Yes. And we played Eric Morales' Sacred Walls. Yes, we did. In that old, that ancient, that was beautiful stone yeah. chapel. Yeah. Crazy. That was really nice. Yeah, yeah. Good. All right, Joey, what's your next one? The next one happened when I was living in Miami. Um, and I, I moved to Miami to go to grad school and was was working a lot, got very busy doing a lot of very, very interesting performances. But the one that stuck out that I want to talk about just a little bit is uh, was over Thanksgiving weekend, I got called to do some recording sessions. So I go in to, to do the recording, and they were we were recording the music for the Orange Bowl Halftime and Parade. Mm. Oh, so and we, the parade. Yeah. So the parade's a bunch of bumpers and things like that and all that kind of stuff. But then the halftime show, you know, is always a, a big deal. They have some guest stars and some guest, you know, singers and stuff. And there were two people there. I think it was NBC at the time. Uh, one in the booth and one in the room who'd written all of this stuff. So each was like a, an eight-hour recording day. Wow. So we spent yeah. the whole day in there. And we're going to try and do the, ah, maybe we'd, we'd finish. And then they'd be talking to each other because, you know, they, they had just written it. Is there just, you know, the week before, and now we're going to come down here and record this in Miami. So the cool part was the doing the recording was a lot of fun, as I like being in the studio, and I like going through all of that. And there's a lot of fun of just doing that for the day. But the fun, the really fun part was then, a month later, I'm home in San Antonio in my mother's house <laughs> watching the Orange Bowl. All right. <laughs> and we get to, and it's like, uh, who played? I can't tell you who played. I can tell you get to halftime. I'm like, turn it out. <laughs> and then sitting in my mother's living room going, listening to myself on national TV. And I know wow. there are people who do this on a regular basis and do commercials like that. Right. But sure. this was, I was 25, 26 years old. And like, this is the coolest thing. If you had told me, like, this is the thing that stuck in my head. If you had told me, oh, yeah, you'll come home to watch a football game and you're doing the halftime show. And you get to just listen to yourself do it. How cool is that? Yes, yeah, so there it is. You know, they've got the guest stars. They've got all the staging. They've got all the sets. They got all the props, and they've got all this. You know, they're they're in Miami at the Orange Bowl, and I'm sitting on a couch in San Antonio, Texas, going, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, very memorable, very very enjoyable, very cool. Yeah. Was it all students or people just freelancers? No, from it was Miami, just it, no, it wasn't wasn't students by any means. It was like a bunch. I mean, some of us were in school at the time, but it was a lot of yeah. the freelancers from the Miami area. That is so yeah. Yeah, it was That's it was amazing. Cool. I will tell you this: the end of the first tune, uh, we were set up in a circle. That's just the way they want to do it. And the guy was in the middle, and they had mics mm -hmm. around. Um, and there was a high G on the end, and I just whipped first take in the morning and totally whiffed. And he goes, "Hey, uh, okay, can we just get that high G in the end?" And so I'm relatively new in town. Now the whole room in a circle is just staring at me. I'm like, <laughs> "All right, just run that back and put the high G in the end." And I'm like. <laughs> and I thought wow. I just thought in my head, just play a high G, stupid. And we're like, boom, bam. He's like, okay, great. Let's moving on. Boom, 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 boom. You know, it's like, okay, okay, they're not going to fire me yet. Just <laughs> play a high G, that's, stupid. But that's but that's the that was the first tune of the yeah. day. Wow. <laughs> but live, live but, to fight another day. Right. But yeah. so much you know, so much fun to sit on the couch and listen to yourself play like something that was kind of cool, you know, yeah. and fun stuff. Yeah. I enjoyed that's that. That's that's the halftime show. Yeah, it used to be like the big yeah. giant spectacular. Yeah, it is kind of fun to stumble on yourself playing somewhere, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. So 
my daughter and I were driving up to see my mom. This is years ago. And at the time she was singing in choir at school and really into choral music thing. And, and this isn't my next story, by the way, but this is just reminded me of this. And I'm like, yeah. and so she's, I was like, she's like, well, give me something to listen to. And so I was like, oh, there's this Dan Forrest. He's this great choral conductor and composer. Uh, look up his tune, The King of Love My Shepherd Is. It's a gorgeous tune, right? So she Googles it, you know, on her phone. And she goes, really? <laughs> and I'm like, what? She goes, you did that on purpose. I'm like, what? You're searching for choral music. She goes, oh, the first thing that comes up is you conducting a band playing this piece. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like, like, that okay, right? I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> to be fair. To, to be, be fair. fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome anyway all right but okay what is your okay. second one there right, my second one is actually this um you know i, I play in um I, well played we haven't we haven't recorded in years now but with keystone wind ensemble jack stamps group mm -hmm. and jack was conducting it at iup and we had this sort of a keystone winds was an iup alumni group and we all came back and played and and one of the projects we did for them were uh was the transcriptions of colonel john bourgeois who was the conductor of the marine band marine president's band. own marine yep. band in dc right. And the colonel had done all these great tran transcriptions, and we were recording them for him. Um, well, I played cornet in that band because oh, we yeah. used trumpets and cornets. So there were various little solo things. And in particular, the Tchaikovsky, the Swan Lake thing has that, that um, cornet solo in it, right? Yep. And so I got, I was on the hot seat for all that stuff. Now, <laughs> you know, very few regrets like in my career, but like one thing I wished I would have been able to do was play in the president's own. Hmm. okay right yeah. like that yeah. that was a thing like especially coming out of undergrad school that would have been my my dream gig to do that and sure of course it never happened and things went another way and everything was really cool but man in particular the years when bourgeois conducted for me mm. like that was the band like sure i mean that was amazing so here i find myself back at iup and in this recording session playing his stuff with him conducting and i'm doing the cornet solos on his record oh, yeah. there you go amazing yeah totally that's, amazing that's the stuff and yeah and struck up a great uh you know relationship with him kind of stay in touch we've had him to messiah a few times to do things do you call um, him bougie yeah yeah okay. a lot of people <laughs> don't i mean i wouldn't if i were you i wouldn't well i mean i can't i don't know him i call him colonel and we <laughs> we were out, we're a bunch of us out to dinner and i kept calling he said bill you need to call me john and i'm like um no colonel I <laughs> yeah i don't do think that. i can do that <laughs> i don't think i can do that <laughs> not a thing <laughs> it's not gonna happen i won't be able to bring myself to do it but an amazing guy and an incredible experience to kind of have that, something i didn't get to do but ultimately ended up i got to do it anyway yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i got to play for him and it was really cool so the band played with such style under him yes you know they were not just mailing it in they actually played yeah yeah i mean he's a, just a musician through and through yeah you know and and a marine like a like a real <laughs> marine so how was it in the session was he nice was he encouraging was he taskmaster clear incredibly demanding he gives very little visual uh like information like with his hands he's not he's you know not a huge wingspan he's yeah. not way out in front of things like just making you watch but he just draws you in and these tiny little movements and they're super subtle and man everybody just dialed it in and played for and that him. and That's that is great. very much the military tradition is in the sure. rehearsal we're going to yeah. talk about this we're going to demand of this but the but the visual is of minimalistic clean i'm going to be yeah. clean i'm going to be small i'm going to be clear right and because your job to then go yeah yeah. In fact, uh, we start. We did um, esprit de corps with him. 
the mm-hmm. Jaeger um, mm-hmm. that was written for him, and which is an incredible thing. And starts off, you know, really energized, excited. He barely moved his hands, and half the band didn't come in because they were like. <laughs> and, and he he sort of looked around gesture? like, um, what I you know like I, I, I gave the downbeat. I, Where I, are I, you I, people? I don't understand. You know, that's great. Yeah, that is great. Cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, so phenomenal experience, and just think the world of him. And it was it was just great to be able to do it. There's a CD out on that of that. Yeah, yeah, yep. Nice. All Keystone Winds, all bourgeois transcriptions. It's I think it's called Esprit de Corps. Yeah, nice, nice, yeah, very nice. I like it. All right, Brian. All right, last one. So um, you know that the brass band thing we do um, contesting, we do contests, and um, in England. Um, one of the best contests is the Whit Friday marches. So um, in in Yorkshire, in two parts, um, there there are these contests. So they're like twenty different contests in different towns, and so each band that's competing will compete compete on one side of the Pennines, um, and uh, you will get on a bus in the afternoon on a Friday afternoon. It's Whit Friday marches. Um, and you will go into town and you'll have your runner go up and sign your sign the band's name on the form and you wait in line and then you do a you play a march as you march into the town um the town center you pause and then you walk up onto the bandstand and then you play your contest march um and you know i'd heard about this and um i'd seen it um in movies obviously in brassed off um and House was since I was playing with them, they said, Yeah, you should come come do this this contest. And Ian Cole Ross, who's uh, featured in um, in my article in ITG this month, um, he uh, he was playing principal, uh, principal cornet. And um, I didn't like the band was pretty loose at contests, it was pretty relaxed band. And we got on the bus and people were chilled out. And um, I noticed, you know, after we're on the road for about 20 minutes. It, People are like, I look around, people are like dressed in their uniform. They have special jackets for the day and they're dressed and they're all done up. Um, and then people on the bus did something that I've never seen them, had never seen them do. They start, people started warming up on the bus. People were playing scales, Uh-oh. doing flexibilities. Getting serious. Getting very serious. I was like, oh, this is going to be very different. And then the idea is to do as many contests on the night as you can. Um, and uh, and so we just, you walk out and um we were playing Ravenswood, great march, and um, and you just do this march, and it was it was super intense um, and uh, super fun, and I think we won. You know, we I think we only did like seven or eight. We only there was like a motorcycle accident, people died, so roads were difficult to get get through, um, and and I think we won like six or seven of the nine contests. I think we did, and Ian won the soloist prize at like four or five different places and it's like each place hosts like somewhere around 70 to 100 different bands wow um, and uh, so we did Play we mostly. did really well yeah it's it's an incredible thing and um for the town where whichever town you're in for that town they're there all day people start drinking really early it's a huge party and then you know hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people come through and some bands are just off to have a good time and some scratch bands and and then some real serious bands so break house is one of the the serious bands and it was just an amazing experience to go into each town sarah got a lift uh sarah and the girls got a lift to one of the one of the towns where they knew we would be and so she was she was there she saw us perform at one of the towns and then we got home at something like i don't know 1 30 in the morning after this Mm. all day all day affair so 
Brian, this sounds like a, a, an amazing, I mean, an event, but you know what this is, right? This okay, is a hang. Oh, well, no, I wouldn't call it that. Well, we would. <laughs> but it is. But I mean, yeah, it was so amazing. This is, yeah. this is just built on, on tradition and ceremony. Is what exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So very cool to be part yeah. of and, and mm -hmm. watch all that go down and then be part of it. Yeah. That's very it was, cool. It was very fun. And we marched on those same streets that are featured in that movie, Brassed Off, those same towns, mm. played in front of those same buildings. That was, it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Very Amazing wow. highlight. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. I'm ready to go back. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Joey hasn't been. When was the last time you were in England, Joey? Last time I was in England? Mm. 90s? Wow. Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ryan, when was the last time we went? We went uh, three years ago, right? Yeah. That's three right. Ago. Three years ago. Mm. Brass, brass and concert on the Scottish Open. The Scottish Open. <laughs> that was, yes. We met Bryce Ferguson. Bryce Ferguson. <laughs> Bryce took amazing. care of you, man. Yeah. He saved amazing you. Amazing man. I, I called James Gourlay back in the States. Uh, who do I go see? I said, go find Bryce Ferguson. He's there in Edinburgh. Him. We found It was him. amazing. Yeah. And now we're friends on Facebook. <laughs> All right, Joey, what do you got for us? Round three. All right. So this last one is more just, you know, as a, as a professional musician, and as a freelance artist, it, it, sometimes you get the opportunities to, to back people up. You know, they, uh, people roll into town and they, they pick up bands and for them, it's like, just pick up another band. And sometimes it's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. And you get kind of get used to that. So sure. like by the, you know, by the time I've been doing this a while, I've been lucky enough to, to be able to be hired in places I've been to back up lots of artists, but there's one that sticks out and I moved to Chicago and I was starting to freelance. And I was starting to do some things and I got a phone call on a Monday from a contractor that says, I'm going to need you to come to the house of blues tomorrow morning, 10 AM rehearsal. And then we're going to have a sound check at two in the afternoon. And then we're going to do uh, two sets tomorrow night and then two sets again, Wednesday night. Are you available? No, on a Tuesday and a Wednesday, and I'm brand new in town. You know, I mean, of course I'm available. <laughs> You're available for Aretha Franklin. <gasps> Whoa! Oh, you know? Wow! And I and I was like, Ding. for for Aretha, like you're gonna you're gonna pay me to play with Aretha, you know? So to do all of those tunes, all of those things, you know, I've wow. been hearing on the radio, all of the things I've already, you know, and then you know you're in rehearsal, and Aretha Franklin walks out and is like. Good morning and uh okay can we touch this and can it's we actually can we run right this there. you know i'm like that woman looks like aretha franklin you know <laughs> uh it was um it was amazing it was just really amazing and i was lucky enough to play with her a couple other times uh, in chicago and in indianapolis but that first time house of blues in chicago like this this is it wow you know? it was just uh, it was it really stuck out like again something that if you find you know, fifteen-year-old me, and say you're gonna you're gonna play with Aretha Franklin. I'm like, you mean like the woman in the Blues Brothers? No, like <laughs> that's not a thing. It's not what's gonna happen in that's my life. That's not gonna happen. But you know, it, it was very, very, you know, very, very cool. And you know, for her, just hey, yeah, we're gonna be at the House of Blues. We'll pick up a band. It'll be fine. And you know, I'm there, just like buzzing in the rehearsal. Like this is mm -hmm. gonna be so great and really enjoyable. And you know, the the crowd. Of course, she was uh, an amazing performer and really connected well, and uh, every crowd just loved her. So we just, you know, that place sold uh, sold out for two nights straight and went crazy. It was amazing. How big wow. a place is it? Not huge. 
Uh-huh. You know, that's not a huge place. So it's not like playing a, you know, like a stadium or anything like that. It's like playing a hall, which yeah. is even kind of a better place to play. Yeah. Yeah. And, but very, and what was cool. it, what was she like in rehearsals? Totally fine. Did she was great. Go back and do stuff. Uh, no, she was coming in. Just wanted to, she wanted to touch some spots here and there. Mm-hmm. She had a musical director that really kind of ran everything through, made sure we were cool. But she was great and sat down the piano. You know, she played piano. Great. Sang great. Was lovely to the band, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Very, very Everything cool. you would you would love for a, a, a hero to be. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm going, God, let's go out on the road. You should probably bring the us with you and let's just go everywhere. <laughs> you know? like we'll we leave should, now. We should go do that. I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Aretha. It was, yeah, Aretha. Phenomenal. It was, yeah, it was, that's it was just a great. lifetime. It's good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, All right, close oh my, us out here, Bill. Yeah, my my last one is also brush with greatness. Uh, so I was gonna say, I don't know how many years ago now, maybe like uh, eight years ago now, something like that. IUP uh, has a thing called the Lively Arts, and they put together an alumni big band to back Doc Severinsen. Oh, there it yeah. is. And yeah. so I there got to is. go back and do that. Now the cool thing was um, that you know I grew up about an hour and fifteen minutes north of. Indiana. So that's of course where I went to school. And so my, my mom and dad were, you know, they would come down to hear concerts. Right. right? So it's the same concert hall I was in when I was an undergrad, you know? <laughs> and yeah, so this is, my dad was still alive at the time and, and they, uh, they, they drove down with a concert and all that. Well, you know, I had met doc through ITG and some other things and, oh, and all man. that. And, and so they got there early enough and I got them backstage to meet him. So this might have been the most exciting nice. thing because I have this great picture of my parents and I with Doc because and me and wow. <laughs> yeah and 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 so the thing is is that you know uh, there's this icon to them right this yeah right that, that was the Tonight Show that yeah. was every night they and they told him that and they yeah. got to say that to him and that was I, you know, I, an amazing thing. That's so cool. I, I've been lucky enough to play with Doc a couple of times, but mm-hmm. one of the last times was in Indianapolis. And this was just after he got into Shire's trumpet, first Shire's mm-hmm. trumpet. So he, he said to me, I need to talk to you. You got some time? Because he's a big geek, you know, yes, trumpet huh? geek. He's the biggest trumpet yeah. geek ever. So yeah. we're off in the stairwells playing and try this out. Play this. Tell me what you think of this. Tell me what you think of this. What are you playing on? Let me see what you got there. So I had students coming to the concert. And I said to him, you know, this is the charming guy that Doc is. And I said, I, I've got a couple students coming to the concert tonight. Is there any way, you know, would you have some time? And he says, well, they always have me come out and do some stuff. If they're willing to wait, we can meet them. So I brought my students backstage. And after, you know, he'd been out, you know, shaking hands and doing all that kind of stuff for like, you know, half hour, 45 minutes. He comes backstage and he's got his people there. And he goes, oh, just a second, just a second. And came over and spent some real time. He goes, oh, great. Nice to meet you. Meant everything to those students. Yeah. What you're talking about. Like he took the time and could not have been more charming. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, all that the thing with my folks and to get the picture and all that was really cool. But I mean, obviously, the experience playing with him talk about somebody who is and he is all in all the time yep. on yeah. everything. Pretty much lights every room he's in on fire. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Every note. He always seems to sound exactly like Doc Severinsen. I don't know how <laughs> yeah. he does that. I'm not sure how he does that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a, a great, you know, just a phenomenal experience to be able to go back and, and be around him. The rehearsals yeah. were grueling. I mean, he's he's demanding. And, and right. And he's going for it. He's yeah. laying out. Yeah. 
So yeah. how much how much rehearsal time did you guys have? Oh, not a lot, you know. And it was the Alan Baylock stuff. Like I think we were we rehearsed maybe I'm trying to think if we did an evening before and then the afternoon of or something like that, and then and then hit, you know. Yeah. Um, but it was it was amazing. Yeah, Alan did, did all those arrangements for him, the cold duck time and and uh, all that kind of stuff. It was mm -hmm. a great that's great stuff. Great concert. Yeah. And the records didn't lie, right? He sounds like that in person. Oh, it's yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> sounds like that, that rehearsal. I know it's well, frightening. Yeah, yeah, that was the thing. Foot never came off the gas. Like what yeah. every run through and you're either playing or, or you're not show. playing. Yeah, right. this is how we play. Yeah, this is how it goes. Yeah, yeah, which is just <laughs> amazing. And you know, at his age to, to be doing that is just remarkable. So, <laughs> wow, some great stories, guys. Well done. Hopefully, yeah. this will uh, get our listeners thinking about things they've been part of and. You know, it's good to document that stuff. Time for no offense. Hey, look, keeping track of stuff matters. If you got a great experience, use that to build, you know, build your confidence and build success. And if nothing else, collect a bunch of great memories. And it's awful fun for us to go back and talk about these things. So if you're not doing that and you haven't shared these stories with your students or your friends, do it. It's fun to talk about it and it's fun to remember. And and it's important, you know, the idea that, you know, you do something and it's not just about, hey, I'm cool because I got to go do this. It's that I enjoyed this and it meant something. It's not just bragging. It's the experience of all of those sorts of things. If you're just trying to check boxes and, hey, I got to play with it now we're moving on. Hey, I got to do this and moving on. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. You got to relish those experiences while they're happening. It's important. Yes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, listen, that should about do it for today. Stay tuned, tell your friends and neighbors, and share those memories. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell.